Hello and welcome to the JLD Entertainment Podcast with me, Jacqueline Lee Elliott. Today's guest is Tahina McManus, Australian director, writer and producer. Tahina began her career as an actress starring in several television and film blockbusters, including X-Men Origins Wolverine. In 2014, wrote and directed her first short film, Oren, which debuted on the international film circuit, which has led to many more projects, including documentary Mom, streaming on Stan and the launch of the Australian Women's Film Festival. She is here with me now. I hope you enjoy this. Tahina is a very dear friend of mine, and here she is. Hello. Hello. I'm excited that we can do this. Yeah, me too. Me too. I'm so... Well, let's just jump in. Like, I'm stoked for you. I think, like, this is so good. Well, I've had the time. Yeah, exactly. I've had the time, and I was running these online masterclasses for literally just my talent because the poor things were all at home and couldn't take class or learn really interested in just the creatives that I was obviously talking to and a lot of them my colleagues and then I was like hang on I'm really enjoying this we'd have a Q&A at the end and I was just enjoying the journey and so I was like hang on what am I doing for me I want to do something for me so I started the podcast good for you and that's really good I'm really enjoying it yeah, so I was just saying before I did a little intro that I've known you for so so long, since high I school. I know, it's mental. But it's been so long, and I was saying that we've obviously watched each other grow up and grow as women, and we've celebrated each other's wins, even though we haven't really, like, we've just been ships in the night for so many years. And then, obviously, just supported each other when we could when the chips were down and forced with some really hard situations, but you are a force to be reckoned with and just go get her so yeah i'm excited that we can just talk about all things life and career and what's next oh so let's do it let's i love it so i've been girling over my girlfriend um today just delving into bits and pieces of your career the last couple of days which has been awesome because like everything's kind of come back and i've got to kind of see the things that you've worked on and they've been great yeah, like, there's been some kickers in there. There's been some good ones. There's been some terrible ones. But, you know, it's all part and parcel of the journey, I suppose. It's the journey. And obviously you've gone from modelling to working on TV shows to major blockbuster films and now writing, directing and producing. How long was it after high school that you landed your role as Perry? Was that a couple uh, of years after high school? No, that was the year after so starting in high school and going back was I already started to audition and do things like that and then ultimately you and I we were already focused on our careers from such a young age oh my god I know we were we really were and then it sort of just got to a point where now like um yeah I, I, I had auditioned for the role straight after high school and then it was a little bit of preparation for the role and then kind of went straight into it I was only um, 18. My mum set me up in an apartment, so I was able to move out of home. But I was still so like young in the mind when I sort of realised the responsibility I had, and I guess you know the assumption at the time was like I was part of this like Hilton sister-esque thing. But I, I, mm. I was so naive to so like so much happened around that time that I was like, oh, is this? the real world is this growing up like an adult it was crazy yeah it was a crazy time and it was crazy to kind of watch you go through that because there were launches that you were attending as well and you were just kind of catapulted into this weird world back then yeah and it's it was a different time like it was you know like there was no social media and things like that thank god because i think 
I think I would have been, um, I, I, I don't have a thick skin, so I think it would have really affected me what social, like what social media does. Yeah. But, um, I mean, I never saw it like that because I took myself so seriously. <laughs> so I was always like about the craft and things like that. But, um, yeah, I, I suppose at that time, a lot happened really quickly. And then it kind of catapulted you over to the States where did you then decide, I just want to go over then and test the waters and work over there because you also studied over there as well. Yeah, it's it's funny because I found myself um, a bit stuck after Blue Water High and I still found it hard to get into the rooms I wanted to audition, like the roles that I wanted to audition for. And I was still being seen as this kind of like model and socialite. And I just, it really bugged me because I worked so hard. Um, and then at the time, Cheyenne, my sister went to New York um, and she was modeling. She was still only 16 or 17 at the time. My mum was sick. So I actually ended up going over and swapping with my mum as like my my sister's legal like guardian, which was just a terrible idea. But um, <laughs> but we had so much fun. And in New York, I I studied and I I worked a bunch of odd jobs. Like I was willing to kind of go back to basics and work really hard to get to the place that I wanted to be. So I waitressed. I I was a hostess. I DJed weird stuff and you know that's what you did though that's what you did and that's what people still do yeah exactly and it's just you and I guess I mean just because I you know blue water height yes there was that but you know it's not like I was all of a sudden a millionaire and like super famous I had to kind of like work really hard yeah keep working and so I went yeah so I was studying and then I actually got an agent in New York after a commercial audition because they were looking for girls that were a lot shorter um, and my sister was too tall. So they're like, oh, you're, we know your sister, Tahina, would she be interested in going in on this commercial because she's short? And I did and then the casting agent was like, hey, you've got some skills, meet an agent. And then it, everything just kind of like snowballed from, mm. from there. But I still kind of had weird, and I look at it now and I had weird imposter syndrome because I never felt worthy of like everything that happened and you know, I still have this problem now where, like, I just wanted everyone to like me so bad. <laughs> so, you know, lots of lessons learned along yeah. the way. But, um, but, yeah, I guess then things started to sort of really kind of kick up a gear after sort of landing that agent in New York. Yeah. And you, you worked on a lot of things. And I went through the list and I was <laughs> – I loved it. <laughs> I, I loved it, but like you did, you dabbled in lots of different things, a few like thrillers and horror movies and some of the, like the genre films. And the thing is with like a lot of, you know, as an actor and a lot of actors and actresses will know this is that genre films are, you know, there's a lot of them being made and they're kind of really great to kind of try things as an, and I always, you know, like there's always this thing about like, oh, you don't want to be like in slasher films and things like that. And I always thought, well, if it's given me the opportunity to do what I love, keep a roof over my head and keep learning and growing, then what's the problem? So I kind of said yes to a bunch of things, but I also said no to a lot of stuff that looking back now, I kind of go, I wish I said yes to that because maybe things, you know, would have been different again. But, you know, they're, they're just choices you make. And a lot of it was because of my insecurities and, you know, 
certain roles that required you to be nude and things like that. And I'd be like, nope, not doing that. Like, no, thank you. Know, yeah, exactly. But I sort of always stuck to that moral ground because, you know, that's just what I felt. Obviously, that kind of molds you into the person that you are today and you meet the people along the way who you now... You wouldn't be doing certain things if you didn't meet these people along the way, I'm sure. It's, it's like with you. Like, you know, yeah. like even as a dancer too, what you're subjected to and things like that. And you go, actually, you know what? I want to do this. I'm going to start, you know, being the choreographer. I'm going to start doing my own thing. It's it's just decisions you make along the way that ultimately shape... You know, and at the time, it's actually quite rough and hard to make those decisions. Yeah. But it's, it, yeah, exactly kind of... In a, in a weird way, very similar to your path as well as a dancer into, you know, what you're doing now. Yeah. And there's a, a note that I've made in terms of some of the women that you've been able to consistently work with, like mm-hmm. Teresa Palmer, Asha Ketty, Deborah Lee. Like, you've all kind of moved in the same circle I've seen from what from the projects that you've worked on. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Because you just gravitate towards certain people. And um, certainly, I mean... Again, nowadays it's totally different. Like, I mean, when I first went to the LA, like people still, I would say, oh, I'm from Australia and people be like, where? You know, like it was still quite, uh, like a novelty. Whereas now there's, oh, like the gum nut mafia is huge and it's like, like t- taken over. Certainly I really kind of, um, latched on to that Australian crew because I was really homesick and I was really nervous and scared and my mum was sick and things like that. Yeah. So I gravitated to people that, um, you know, that I felt were like a little piece of home. And then seeing them do well, it's, it's, it's kind of, it's nice. It's a nice feeling to kind of be in that, in that environment. I bet. And you get catapulted into X-Men Origins. <laughs> it's like, it, oh my God, what's happening? It's kind of, kind of. You know, it was a weird, um, because again, I, I had done a film with Deborah Lee Finesse and I knew that Wolverine was casting and things like that. Yeah. And I was so frustrated because I was like, I just want a chance to, you know, audition for the role of, and then I remember I got a call and the original role of Emma, Emma um, mm. was like even smaller than what it is now. It's only a very small role anyway, but it was like literally a flash moment. And I was just like, I don't care. I, like, I want to be in this film. I love, I, I really do love superhero films and the X-Men franchise. I just have been obsessed with them ever since. And I auditioned for the role. And then all of a sudden, Hugh Jackman walked in on my audition. And I was waiting for, like, the lead role. I was only 20 at the time. I was 20 at the time. And I remember looking like us because he's like six foot six or something and reading with him and go, I look like a tiny little baby child next to this man. Um, and then I ended up getting the role and when I went on set, the role just kind of kept growing and growing and, and the producer was, was calling saying, oh, we've changed your character into Diamond Girl. And I was like, cool, Diamond Girl sounds awesome. And then it was like... And then the character grew into Emma Frost, and I then Googled Emma Frost, and I was like, wait a minute, this is a massive character. Like, yeah. this is a huge character, and I did a character spot. And it's a shame, because nothing ever eventuated after the fact. I don't know what changes or whatever happened down the road. Um, but I was so excited to just have that opportunity just for a split moment to be that kind of, in that world, was just totally overwhelming and awesome and i i just i'm forever grateful to be part of that i could just imagine you just so cool calm and collected as you always are but you're like 
inside just screaming going oh my god is this happening oh inside I was like vomiting buckets like I just yeah and I mean I don't know I I, like I shake in public I shake in auditions a lot like it's something about when people like on screen I don't for some reason but when like people are asking me like perform now I shake and I remember this was the one audition I just felt like I wasn't shaking. I was like looking at my hands going, this is like meant to, I was so calm. I was really, really calm. It's a note to self is like, calm down. (laughs) Calm down. I'm exactly the same. I get very anxious and I always have been like that. Um, You're a perfectionist. Like we're, we're perfectionists. Like you, you, you demand so much from yourself. And when you, when you're not delivering what you have put in your head to be perfect, it's like, Oh, what's wrong with you? You know? I know. I know. But that was massive. And Again, so proud as a friend. She's Aww. going. She's going for it. Megastars. It was an awesome role to see a friend get. Ah, thanks, Jax. You move on to the other side of the camera. You move into more of the writing and directing and producing side of things because you start working on some short films, and yeah. one of them makes it onto into an international film festival, which is yeah. again massive. Did you know that you always wanted to be on the other side as well? Yeah, absolutely. Very early on, I was already writing scripts and directing little things anyway but I never again it's it's that imposter syndrome where I never felt like that was an option for me and it was really when I I I think I had spent enough time in LA I had done enough I had seen enough where I was like I don't know if I like this Hollywood thing like it was just a little bit I I don't know how to describe it but it was just a feeling of a little bit of like I just couldn't control certain things that were happening and so I used a lot of that energy into writing and to directing and I realized how much I loved it. And then I met my husband and I, I was only 25 at the time. It's mental. But at, at that point, I had already lived a huge, like I felt like I had done it. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, you've done a lot. I, I'm, a, I'm done, you know? So and I look back now, I think like, oh, God, that is so mental. But at that point, I had met Tristan. I had already started doing a lot of theatre because that's where I, I had, you know, studied. Um, and, yeah, I just found myself more gravitating towards behind the camera and how that made me feel. And it made me feel a lot better than what I when I was in front of the camera. Yeah. And that's just kind of how it all it played out. And I had so many ideas and so many things that I wanted to do. And I, I just started doing them and... Um, yeah, again, that it was kind of like a, a weird thing with the universe where it just starts happening to you, you know? Yeah. Like, all of a sudden, people were coming to me asking me to produce things or write things or direct things, and I was like, oh, this... I, I'm not working to me. This is just coming to me. And, um, yeah, so it kind of, from there then, I went and I actually studied more, and I really threw myself into that world because... Again, I just felt like, well, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it with everything on me and know as much as I can. Um, and I suppose everything I'd learned up to that point was to just throw yourself in. And, I, I, you know, you've only got one shot at this stupid thing called life. Like, you might yeah. as well throw everything you've got at it. And I did, and I have. And it's been awesome. It's been awesome to watch. Yeah, so- it's, been, it's been fun. It's been... It, I mean, the same, it has its up and ups and downs, but it's been fun. So one of the short films, Oren, makes it to an international film festival. Was that a huge win for you, Move as because you're moving into this side of things? Yeah, massive. Again, 
I, did, I had no expectations, like with most things, I or uh, imposter syndrome, you know, like it was just like, oh, oh I don't know. Like, and I, even when I was shooting it, I, I would be like talking to the DP and saying, hey, like I have this idea for a shot and just waiting for him to be like, what are you talking about? Like, how would you? But everyone was so supportive. And I guess that's the thing, like I, I felt so grateful to have like a really supportive network of people around me. And, um, yeah, when Orange started to kind of get festival after festival after festival and then win, win awards and things, I was like, yeah, I don't know. I just hard to explain because again, yeah, no, I didn't expect it and I still don't expect it. Um, I, cause I don't do it for those reasons. I just, you know, I, I was like, I do it cause you love it. Yeah. This makes me feel good. It doesn't feel like work. It feels like something that I'm meant to do. So great. And so you eventually, there's a new project that you begin working on um, when you, you start to experience another world, which is wanting to have a family, pregnancy, miscarriage, and everything in between. So, and as you start to na- navigate that kind of side of life, you eventually have moved back home to Oz, and obviously going through this huge, heavy roller coaster, you create a documentary called Mum: The Misunderstandings of Miscarriage, which is so heartbreaking to watch. Um, but one, because you're one of my girlfriends and it was so heartbreaking to, to watch that. Two, I can relate because I've had so many myself. Um, but three, so needed in the world because it just wasn't spoken enough about, which is why you did it, right? And it took me a really long time to watch it because it was such a trigger. So I would go and watch it and then I'd go, no, I can't watch it. And then I'd go back and watch a little bit more. No, I can't watch it. So I eventually watched it and it was just beautiful. And it was kind of really healing, to be honest. It's, look, and I have, you know, and I know what you've gone through and I have a lot of other friends who have been through similar situations and it's horrible and it's hard and it's, um, I wanted to make something cathartic because I, yeah, I, I know that it is triggering for a lot of women Mm. Um, and I suppose I made it, I made the film for, uh, for a few reasons to help women, um, to help families because it, it's such an isolating experience. I wanted to educate. I wanted mm. other people to understand what the experience is, but also that kind of that cathartic feeling of get it all out because you, yeah. end, up, you end up carrying and harboring so much of the pain. Um, and it, it, it starts to trickle effect in all other aspects of your life. So, um, and again, I, I never saw it being anything other than, you know, I, d- I don't know what I expected from the film. I honestly had no idea. It's, it's exceeded my expectations and, and the, the, the response from people has been, com- to be really honest, completely overwhelming where I, I just, at one point I put my phone down because I didn't know what else to say to people. I just, I felt overwhelmed. So many people saying, just being so kind to me. Um, so that was, that was a lot, but, um, yeah, it's, it's a really terrible and hard thing to go through. And I hate that you've had to experience it. And it, it's just something that is still so misunderstood. So. Oh, it's so misunderstood. But you know what? I, I just had to sit and push through and, mm. you know, you've just got to kind of let it. And I'm so, so you've got glad to roll I... the roller coaster, right? You got to like yeah. roll the, ride the roller coaster. You got to ride it, and yeah. yeah, it was just so well done and so needed, and you did that. And just the women that you 
they're just the people that you brought on board. I know. Aren't they, aren't they incredible? incredible? Like, that's the thing. It's not even my film. It's, the, like, all the women that were in that film. It's, like, their stories. And it's just this kind of choir of stories that make such an impact you know like it's just and I'm, I'm I really am I'm just so grateful to those women I really and am are you still in touch with a lot of them yeah 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 on I mean especially on social media and um and it's been a year since the film so it feels like a lifetime ago but it's actually not that long ago so it's, it's strange so much has happened in that year and a part of me needed to let go as well of the film because I worked on it so much and it just I lived and breathed it for so long that kind of when I released it, I haven't watched it since it's been released. Like, I watched it at the screening and I, I was like, I can't watch this again. Like, I can't yeah. go through it again. I don't. So it was just, I haven't watched it since. So it's really bizarre when I'm sort of reflecting on it a year later. And I think, my God, so much has happened since. But yeah, the women are awesome and I, I love seeing their updates. It's, it's really cool. And you became a Pink Elephant ambassador. Yep. They provide the latest resources, information, peer support to anyone who's been impacted by pregnancy loss. Like, how special? I know, I know. That's a real honour. They, um, they're a fabulous organisation. I mean, the reason why there was legislative changes is because of them. And, um, yeah, when they asked me to do that, I was just over the moon. And I, I, I just, again, I have imposter syndrome because I, like, I just feel unworthy unworthy of, you know, that role. And obviously, and that was a resource that I needed and so many women needed. You've opened so many doors. Another wonderful project that you've worked on, you co-founded with Kelly, was the Australian Women's Film Festival mm-hmm. in 2020. How did that come about? Was- yeah, so Kelly Tomasic, who's my um, production partner, my creative little buddy, mm-hmm. um she and I have been working together for a while and we always spoke about, I guess, the problem that we kept coming up against as women in film and our experiences so far and the stories that were being told. And, you know, it was just sort of this kind of flippant conversation we were having and it kind of came from that. It kind of came from this, like, frustration and... I, like, I think I just said, I was like, like, let's just do something that can, again, help women that we don't have to keep, like, screaming down doors. Like, let's yeah. like, make it a little bit easier. And that's kind of how Australian, the Australian Women's Film Festival was born. And, and we, we, we had those discussions at first in, like, 2018. And then 2019, we really started to push it and move it. And then obviously the year that was 2020 happened and we had to, you know, I, I guess the, the best way is like put, press the pause button on the festival because of COVID. Finally, 2021, we were able to actually launch the festival and, and it was such a great honor and it was so cool to kind of see all these filmmakers and see their faces and see the films. And it was just. It felt like years of work come together on that one night. It was it was really special. Amazing. And there'll be another? Yes, we're planning on launching hopefully very soon. And, um, yeah, the same type of thing. You know, Kelly and I really um, were just so impressed last time. And, and we were also thankful for the support we had from our sponsors and the judges. And so we're trying to kind of gather that up again for, for this year and, and hopefully make it bigger and, and better and continue to make it bigger and better. That's the, that's the goal. I remember we were sitting there and just looking at like 
the films and both of us just being like, wow, this is just so cool, you know, like yeah. really cool. Just another avenue, just a, who knows what's on the other side. Like, Yeah, exactly. And the weird thing is you get to a point in your life where it's just not about you anymore. I don't know when, when that, when that switch flicks for me, but I just stopped. I, it, we've always now, we created Neon Jane Productions with this purpose of, you know, creating films and content that, that can create social change, whatever that looks like, but, you know, tells a different story and, um, and, you know, I really want to make conscious choices about if I'm going to put my blood, sweat and tears into something, it better be something that can help others as well, you know? Yeah, that's where I'm at at the moment as yeah. well, I think. Yeah, yeah that matters kind of, more. Yeah, 100%. And the people that you connect with and the things you want to work on and, um, yeah, it's making those choices, isn't it? Exactly, yeah. Yeah. And what's next? Oh, well, <laughs> uh, look, I've been really enjoying motherhood to three now. Which yes. Is chaos. How is um, it going? Oh, I can't even describe the chaos of it all, but it's <laughs> awesome because Tiger's a great baby and it certainly makes life a lot easier. I think if he was a difficult baby, we would have had a few more growing pains. Um, He's pretty chilled from what he's I can so see. He's so chilled. He's, he's the best. Um, so look, I'm loving motherhood and it's actually, I've really loved this forced pause again during COVID lockdown. Um, weirdly enough, I, I really want to get back into acting. I've had this weird kind of feeling. Yeah, you know, I've been put down so much the last couple of years. And then we, no. I was like, you know what? care I don't care anymore I really want I love I love what I do I and I you know I've worked really hard so I'm just going to try and own that a little bit more rather than my voice kind of go like you're not good enough um and of course um Kelly and I have a bunch of projects in the works that we're really trying to get up um a couple of documentaries some series uh I've started writing a new script so there's a, a bunch of things that we're working on um, but these are long, you know, it takes a long time to do things now. And I guess the little energizer bunny in me, who's like, I want it now, has come down, is quite happy to take its time with everything. I think that's great that you want to get into acting. I'm super pumped for that. Well, we'll see. We'll see what comes up, you know. Maybe there might be just some fun. I just, it, just for fun, you know. And yeah. I've never, like, again, I think because now that the pressure is off and I've sort of, my real purpose is being a mum and being, you know, a good mum. Yeah. Um, the pressure is off. I don't have this thing on me where it's like you have to do this A, B, C and tick all these boxes. Right now it's like if yeah. it comes, it comes and it would be great and wonderful. I love that. I'm excited for you. Ah, thanks, Jack. We will see. We will see. <laughs> I know. I mean – Let's do it. Thank you so much for taking the afternoon just to have a quick chat and catch up and talk all things time. Thank you for having having me on and even, you know, thank you for even um, making me feel like I'm even interesting. So I really appreciate that. No, like I just said, while we were both just frozen, I'm super proud of everything that you've done and you should be super proud as well. So keep going and I'm excited to watch what's next. Likewise, love, always. Guys, thank you for tuning in today. You can head over to the news column on our website to read more about this episode. Today's local business shout out is going out to the Whole Bowl Co catering to new mothers and everyone else. Their philosophy is, we believe the postpartum period, aka the fourth trimester, is a time for mum and bub to be bonding with as little stress as possible. It is a crucial time for nutritional replenishment and physical healing. Our bundles are created with this in mind.
Our recipes and ingredients are nutritionist approved, made using whole foods cooked to perfection in small batches. Find them on Instagram at The Whole Boil Co., which will take you straight to their website. And if you're a local business interested in sponsoring an episode or would like a shout out, get in touch. That is all from me on this episode. Stay up to date on all things JLD on Instagram at JLD Entertainment and myself, Jacqueline Lee Elliott. Appreciate you all. Stay safe and until next time.